This is Lotus Skin Nonsense Podcast, and it's the 12th of December 2022. The time is 1958, and it is Monday. Now today we are going to uh, take the fourth book of Moses. Um, it is actually called the fourth book of Moses in Danish, but in English it's called uh, Numbers. So we start with chapter number one. And Jehovah spoke to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai, in the tent of meeting, on the first day of the second month, in the second year of their commune out of the land of Egypt. He said, Take a census of the whole assembly of the Israelites, individually according to their families, according to their parental houses, according to the counts of the names of all the males. You and Aaron are to register by their companies all those from twenty years old and up who can serve in the army in Israel. Take with you one man from each tribe. Each one is to be ahead of his parental house. These are the names of the men who will stand with you, of Reuben, Elisua, the son of Shiduan, of Simeon, Shilumiel, the son of Surisat, that of Yada, of Judah, Nashon, the son of Aminadab, of Ishakar, Nathaniel, the son of Suar, of Sibulon, Eliab, the son of Helon, of the sons of Joseph, from Ephraim, Eliasmat, the son of Amihud, from Manashe, Gamliel, the son of Pedahsur, of Benjamin, Abidjan, the son of Gideoni, of Dan, Asher, the son of Aminshadai, of Asik, Pagiel, the son of Ohan, of Gad, Eliashab, the son of Dewel, of Naphtali, Ayaras, the son of Enan. These are the ones summoned from the assembly. These are the chieftains of the tribes of their fathers, the heads of the thousands of Israels. So Moses and Aaron took these men who had been designated by name. They gathered all the assembly on the first day of the second month, so that they might be registered individually by name, by family, and by their parental houses from twenty years old and up, just as Jehovah had commanded Moses. So he registered them in the wilderness of Sinai. The son of Reuben, the descendant of Israel's firstborn, were listed by name, by family, and by their parental houses. All the maids from twenty years old and up, who could serve in the army, were counted individually, and the numbers registered of the tribe of Reuben was 46,500. The descendants of Simeon were listed by name, by families, and by their parental houses, all the males from twenty years old and up who could serve in the army were counted individually, and the number registered of the tribe of Simeon was 59,300. The descendants of Gad were listed by name, by family, and by their parental houses. All the males from twenty years old and up who could serve in the army were counted, and the number registered of the tribe of Gad was 45,650. The descendants of Judah were listed by name, by family, and by their parental houses. All the males from 20 years old and up who could serve in the army were counted, and the number registered of the tribe of Judah were 74,600. The descendants of Issachar were listed by name, by family, and by their parental houses. All the males from 20 years old and up who could serve in the army were recounted, and the number registered of the tribe of Issachar was 54,400. The descendants of Issachar were listed by name, by family, and by their rental houses. All the males from 20 years old and up who could serve in the army were counted, and the number registered of the tribe of Issachar was 54,400. The descendants of Sibulon were listed by name, by family and by their parental houses. All the males from twenty years old and up who could serve in the army were counted, and the number registered of the tribe of Sibulon was 57,400. The descendants of <coughs> Joseph through Ephraim were listed by name, by family, and by their parental houses. All the males from twenty years old and up who could serve in the army were counted, 
and the number registered of the tribe of Ephraim was 40,500. The descendants of Manasseh were listed by name, by family, and by their parental houses. All the males from 20 years old and up who could serve in the army were counted, and the number registered of the tribe of Manasseh were 32,200. The descendants of Manasseh were listed by name, by family, and by their parental houses. All the males from 20 years old and up could serve in the army were counted, and the number registered for the tribe of Manasseh were 32,200. The descendants of Benjamin were listed by name, by family, and by their parental houses. All the males from 20 years old and up who could serve in the army were counted, and the number registered of the tribe of Benjamin was 34,000. 35,400. The descendants of Dan were listed by name, by family, and by their parental houses. All the males from 20 years old and up who could serve in the army were counted, and the number registered of the tribe of Dan was 62,700. The descendants of Asher were listed by name, by family, and by their parental houses. All the males from 20 years old and up who could serve in the army were counted, and the number registered of the tribe of Asher was 41,500. The residents of Naphtali were listed by name, by family, and by their parental houses. All the males from the 20 years old and up who could serve in the army were counted. And the number registered of the tribe of Naphtali was 53,400. These were registered by Moses, together with Aaron and the twelve chieftains of Israel, each representing his parental houses. All the Israelites from 20 years old and up who could serve in the army in Israel were registered by their parental houses, and the total number registered was 603,550. <clears throat> but the Levites were not registered in among them by the tribe of their fathers. So Jehovah told Moses, Only the tribe of Levi you are to not register, and you should not include the number of them along with the other Israelites. You should appoint the Levites over the tabernacle of the testimony and over all its utensils and over everything that belongs to it. They will carry the tabernacle and all its utensils and they will minister at it and they are to camp around the tabernacle. Whenever the tabernacle is to be moved, the Levites should take it down and when the tabernacle is to be reassembled, the Levites should set it up and any unauthorized person who comes near should be put to death. <coughs> each Israelite should set up his tent in his assigned camp, each man according to his three-tribe division by their companies. And the Levites should encamp around the tabernacle of the testimony, so that no indignation may arise against the assembly of the Israelites. And the Levites must be responsible for the care of the tabernacle of the testimony. The people of Israel did all that Jehovah had commanded Moses. They did just so. Chapter number 2 Jehovah now spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, The Israelites should encamp where their three-tribe division is assigned, each man near the banners of his parental houses. They should camp facing the tent of meeting all around it. Those camping on the east side towards the sunrise would be the three thrive divisions of the enchantments of Judah by their companies. The chieftains of the sons of Judah is Nashon, the son of Aminadab. Those registered in his army are 74,600. Camping alongside him will be the tribe of Issachar. The chieftains of the son of Issachar is Nathaniel, the son of Suar. Those registered in his army are 54,400. Next is the tribe of Sibulon. The chieftains for the son of Sibulon is Eliab, the son of Helon. Those registered in his army are 57,400. <coughs> All those registered in the army of the camp of Judah are 186,400. They should break camp first. The three tribe division of the encampments of Reuben by their companies will be towards the south. The chieftains of the sons of Reuben is Elisua, the son of Shidiwa. 
Those registered in his army are 46,500. Camping alongside him will be the tribe of Simeon. The chieftains of the sons of Simeon is Selumiel, the sons of Suri Shaddai. Those registered in his army are 59,300. Next is the tribe of Gad. The chieftains of the son of Gad is Eliasab, the son of Reuel. Those registered in his army are 44,650. <coughs> All those registered in the army of the camp of Ruben are, are 151,450, and they should break camp second. When the tent of meeting is moved, the camp of the Levites should be in the middle of the other camps. They should travel in the same order as they encamp, with each in his place according to the three-tribe division. The three-tribe division of the encampment of Ephraim by their companies will be towards the west. The chieftains for the sons of Ephraim is Eliashamah, the son of Amihud. Those registered in his army are 40,500. Next to him will be the tribe of Manasseh. The chieftains for the sons of Manasseh is Gamaliel, the son of Pedasua. Those registered in his army are 32,200. Next is the tribe of Benjamin. The chieftains for the sons of Benjamin is Abidan, the son of Gioni. Those registered in his army are 35,400. All those registered in the army of the camp of Ephraim are 108,100, and they should break camp third. The three division, the three tribe division of the encampments of Dan by their companies will be towards the north. The chieftain for the son of Dan is Ahiesha, the son of Amishadai. Those registered in his army are 62,700. Camping alongside him will be the tribe of Asher. The chieftain for the son of Asher is Pagiel, the sons of Uharan. Those registered in his army are 41,500. Next is the tribe of Naphtali. The chieftains of, for the sons of Naphtali is Ahira. The sons of Enan. Those registered in his army are 53,400. All those registered in the camp of Dan are 157,600. They should break camp last, according to their three tribe divisions. These were the Israelites who were registered according to their parental houses. The total of those in the camp registered for the army was 603,550. But the Levites did not get registered along with the other Israelites, just as Jehovah had commanded Moses. The Israelites did everything that Jehovah had commanded Moses. This is how they encamped by their three-tribe division, and how they broke camp, each by family and according to their parental houses. Chapter number 3 Now these were the family lines of Aaron and Moses in the day that Jehovah spoke with Moses on Mount Sinai. These were the names of Aaron's sons, the firstborn Nadab, and Abihu, Eliasa, and Itamar. These were the names of Aaron's sons, the anointed priest, who had been installed to serve as priest. However, Nadab and Abihu died before Jehovah when they offered unauthorized fire before Jehovah in the wilderness of Sinai, and they did not have any sons. But Eliasa and Itamar continued to serve as priest along with Aaron, their father. Jehovah then said to Moses, Bring the tribe of Levi forward and stand them before Aaron the priest, and they will minister to him. They are to fulfill their responsibilities towards him and towards all the assembly before the tent of meeting by carrying out their service in connection with the tabernacle. They are to take care of all the utensils of the tent of meeting and to carry out their responsibilities towards the Israelites, by taking care of the services related to the tabernacle. You are to give the Levites to Aaron and his sons. They are given once, given to him from the Israelites. You should appoint Aaron and his sons, and they are to carry out their priestly duties, and any unauthorized person who comes near should be put to death. Jehovah continued to speak to Moses, saying, 
As for me, look, I take the Levites from among the Israelites in place of all the firstborn of Israelites, and the Levites will become mine. For every firstborn is mine. In the day that I struck every firstborn in the land of Egypt, I sanctified to myself every firstborn in Israel from man to beast. They are to become mine. I am Jehovah. Jehovah spoke further to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai, saying, Register the sons of Levi by their parental houses and by their families. You should register every male from a month old and up. So Moses registered them at the order of Jehovah, just as he had been commanded. They, these were the names of the sons of Levi, Gershon, Kohat, and Merai. Now these are the names of the sons of Gershon by their families, Libni and Shimi. The sons of Kohat by their families were Amram, Ishar, Hebron, and Ushiel. The sons of Merai by their families were Mahali and Mushi. These were the families of the Levites by their parental houses. From Gershon came the family of the Libnites and the family of the Shimeites. These were the families of the Gershonites. The number of all their males a month old and up were to who were registered was 7,500. The families of the Gershonites were encamped behind the tabernacle towards the west, the chieftains of the parental houses of the Gershonites was Eliasaph, the son of Lael. The responsibilities of the sons of Gershon in the tent of meeting were to care for the tabernacle and the tent, its coverings, the screens of the entrance of the tent of meeting, the hanging curtains of the courtyard, the screens of the entrance of the courtyard that surrounds the tabernacle and the altar, its ten courts, and all the service connected with these. From Kohat came the family of Ahmarites, the family of Isarites, the family of the Hebro, Hebronites, and the family of Ushilites. These were the families of the Koparites. The number of all the males from a month old and up were 8,600. They were responsible for taking care of the holy place, the families of the sons of Kuhat camped on the south side of the tabernacle. The chieftains of the parental houses of the family of the Kuhites was Eliasaphan, the son of Uziel. Their responsibility was to take care of the ark, the table, the lampstand, the altars, the utensils used to minister in the holy place, the screen and all the service connected with these. The head chieftains of the Levites were Eliezer, the son of Aaron, the priest, who had the oversight of those taking care of the responsibilities of the holy place. From Merai came the family of the Mahlites, the family of the Mushites. These were the families of Merai. <coughs> the number of all the males from a month old and up who were registered was 6,200. The chieftains of the parental houses of the family of Marie was Suriel, the son of Abial. They were encamped on the north side of the tabernacle. The sons of Merai were responsible for overseeing the panel frames of the tabernacle, its bars, its pillars, its sockets, pedestals, and all its utensils, and all the servants connected with these, as well as the pillars that were all around the courtyard, and their circuit pedestals, their tent pins, and their tent courts. Those camping in front of the tabernacle towards the east before the tent of meeting towards the sunrise were Moses and Aaron and his sons. They were, responsibility. <coughs> they were responsible for taking care of the sanctuary as their obligation in behalf of the Israelites. Any unauthorized person coming near would be put to death, all the Levites, males from among all the Levites, males from a month old and up, who Moses and Aaron registered by their families at the order of Jehovah, were twenty-two thousand. Then Jehovah said to Moses, "Register all the firstborn males of the Israelites from a month old and up. Count them and make a list of their names. You must take the Levites for me. I am Jehovah." in place of all the firstborns of the Israelites, and take the domestic animals.
of the Levites in place of all the firstborn of the domestic animals of the Israelites. Moses then registered all the firstborn among the Israelites, just as Jehovah had commanded him. The number of all the firstborn males who were registered by name from a month old and up was 22,273. Jehovah continued to speak to Moses, saying, Take the Levites in place of all the firstborn among the Israelites, and take the domestic animals of the Levites in place of their domestic animals. And the Levites must become mine. I am Jehovah. As the ransom price of the as the ransom price of the two hundred and seventy three of the firstborn of the Israelites who are in excess of the Levites, you are to take five shekels for each individual, according to the standard shekel of the holy place. A shekel is twenty gerath. You are to give the money to Aaron and his sons as the ransom price of those who are in excess of them. So Moses took the money of the redemption uh, price uh, from those who were in excess of the ransom price of the Levites. He took the money from the firstborn of the Israelites, 1,365 shekels, according to the standard shekel of the holy place. Then Moses gave the money of the ransom price to Aaron and his sons, according to the word of Jehovah, just as Jehovah had commanded Moses. Chapter number 4. Jehovah now spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, A census should be taken of the sons of Kohath from among the sons of Levi, by their families and by their parental houses. All those from thirty to fifty years old who are in the group assigned to work in the tent of meeting. This is the service of the sons of Kohath in the tent of meeting. It is something most holy. Aaron and his sons will come in, when the camp is departing, and take down the screening curtain and and cover the ark of the testimony with it, they will be put a they will put a sealskin cover over it and spread out a solid blue cloth over it and put its carrying poles in place. They will also spread out a blue cloth over the table of show showbread, and they will put on its dishes, the cups, the bowls, and the pitchers of the drink offerings, the regular offerings of bread should remain on it. They will spread out a scarlet cloth over them and cover it with a sealskin covering and put its carrying poles in place. They will take a blue cloth and cover the lampstand for the light along with its lamps, its snuffers, its fireholders, and all its containers for oil that are used to maintain it. They will wrap it and all its utensils in a sealskin covering and put it on a carrying bar. And they will spread out a blue cloth over the golden altar, covering it with a sealskin covering and puts its carrying poles in place. They will then take all the utensils of the minister with which they regularly minister in the holy place and put them in a blue cloth and covering them with a sealskin covering and put them on a carrying bar. They should remove the ashes from the altar and spread out a cloth of purple wool over it. They will put on it all its utensils that are used when they minister at the altar, the fireholders, the forks, the shovels and the bowls, all the utensils of the altar, and they are to spread a sealskin covering over it and put its carrying poles in place. Aaron and his sons must finish covering the holy place and all the utensils of the holy place when the camp is departing. Then the sons of Kohath will come in to carry them, but they must not touch the holy place or they will die. These things are the responsibility of the sons of Kohath in connection with the tent of meeting. Eliezer, the son of Aaron, the priest is responsible for overseeing the oil of the lightning, the perfumed incense, the regular grain offering and the anointing oil. He has oversight of the entire tabernacle and all that is in it, including the holy place and its utensils. Jehovah spoke further to Moses and Aaron, saying, Do not let the tribe of the families of the Kohaites be cut off from among the Levites, but do this for them, that they may remain alive and not die because of approaching the most holy things. Aaron and his sons will go in, 
and assign each of them to this to his service and what he is to carry. They must not come in and see the holy things even for an instance, or they will die. Then Jehovah spoke to Moses, saying, A censor should be taken of the sons of Gershon by their parental houses and their families. You are to register all those from thirty to fifty years old who are in the group assigned to serve in the tent of meeting. This is what the families of the Gershonites are assigned to carry for and to carry, uh, to care for and to carry. They will carry the tent cloth of the tabernacle, the tent of meeting, its coverings, and the sealskin coverings that is on top over it, the screen of the entrance of the tent of meeting, the hanging curtain of the courtyard, the screen of the entrance of the courtyard that surrounds the tabernacle, and also their tent cords and all their utensils, and everything used in its service. This is their assignment. All the service and the loads of the Gershonites should be overseen by Aaron and his sons. You will assign all these loads as their responsibility. This is the service that the family of the Gershonites are to carry out in the tent of meeting, and their responsibilities are under the directions of Itamar, the son of Aaron, the priest. As for the sons of Mehari, you will register them by family and by their parental houses. From thirty to fifty years old, you will register them, all who are in the group assigned to the service of the tent of meeting. This is what they are, this is what they are responsible for carrying in connection with their service at the tent of meeting, the panel frames of the tabernacle, its bars, its pillars, its socket pedestals, the pillars of the surrounding courtyard, their socket pedestals, their tent pins, and their tent cords together with all their equipment and all the service connected with these. You will assign to them by name the equipment they are responsible for carrying. This is how the families of the sons of Mirai are to service at the tent of meeting under the direction of Itamar the son of Aaron the priest. Moses and Aaron and the chieftains of the assembly then registered the sons of Kohatites by their families and by their parental houses, all those from thirty to fifty years old who were in the group assigned to the service of the tent of meeting. The total of those registered by their families were 2,750. These were registered from the families of Kohaites, all those who were serving at the tent of meeting, Moses and Aaron registered them at the order of Jehovah through Moses. The sons of Gershon were registered by their families and by their parental houses, all those from thirty to fifty years old who were in the group assigned to the service at the tent of meeting. The total of those registered by their families and by their parental houses was 2,630. This was the registration of the families of the sons of Gershon, all those who were serving at a tent of meeting. Moses and Aaron had them registered at the order of Jehovah. The sons of Merai were registered by their families and by their parental houses, all those from thirty to fifty years old who were in the group assigned to the service at the tent of meeting. The total of those registered of them by their families was... 3,200. This was the registration of the family of the sons of Mirai, whom Moses and Aaron registered at the order of Jehovah through Moses. Moses and Aaron and the chieftains of Israel registered all these Levites by their families and by their parental houses. They were from 30 to 50 years old, and all were assigned to serve and carry loads in connection with the tent of meeting. The total of those registered was 8,580. They were registered at the order of Jehovah through Moses, each according to his assigned service and his load. They were registered just as Jehovah had commanded Moses. Chapter number 5 Jehovah spoke further to Moses, saying, Command the Israelites to send out of the camp every leprous person and everyone having a discharge, and everyone unclean by a dead person. 
whether male or female, you should send them out. You should send them outside the camp so that they may not contaminate the camps of those in whose midst I am dwelling. Therefore the Israelites did so and sent them outside the camp, just as Jehovah told Moses, so the Israelites did. Jehovah continued speaking to Moses, saying, Tell the Israelites, If a man or a woman commits any of the sins of mankind and acts unfaithfully towards Jehovah, that person has become guilty. He must confess the sin that he has committed and return the full amount as compensation for his guilt and also add a fifth of his value. He is to give it to the one he wronged. But if the victim does not have a close relative to receive the compensation, it should be returned to Jehovah and will belong to the priest apart from the ram of atonement with which he will make atonement for him. <clears throat> Every holy contribution from the Israelites that is presented to the priest should become his. The holy things of each person will remain his own. Whatever each one gives to the priest, that will belong to the priest. Jehovah then went on to speak to Moses, saying, Speak to the Israelites and tell them, This is what should, should be done. <clears throat> This is what should be done if a man's wife goes astray and is unfaithful to him, and another man has sexual relations with her, but it was unknown to her husband and remains undiscovered, so that she has defiled herself, but there is no witness against her, and she has not been caught. Whether the husband becomes jealous and suspicious of his wife's faithfulness when she has filled herself, sorry, when she has defiled herself, or whether he is jealous and spices of his wife's faithfulness when she has not defiled herself, the man must bring his wife to the priest along with an offering for her, a tenth of an ephod of barley flour. He must not He must not pour oil on it, nor put fragrances on it, because it is a grain offering of jealousy, a grain offering bringing guilt to mind. The priest will bring her forward and make her stand before Jehovah. The priest will take holy water in an earthware vessel, and the priest will take some of the dust from the floor of the tabernacle and put it in the water, and the priest will make the woman stand before Jehovah, and unbind the woman's hair and put in her palms the grain offering for a reminder, that is, the grain offering of jealousy. And the priest will have in his hand the bitter water that brings a curse. The priest will then make her swear, saying to the woman, If no other man had sexual relations with you while you were under your husband's authority, and you have not gone astray and become defiled, May you be free of the effect of this bitter water that brings a curse. But if you have gone astray while under your husband's authority by defiling yourself, and you have had sexual relations with another man besides your husband, the priest will then make the woman swear an oath that includes a curse, and the priest will say to the woman, May Jehovah make you an object for cursing and for an oath among your people, as Jehovah makes you thigh fall away and causes your abdomen to swell. This water that brings a curse will enter into your intestines to cause your abdomen to swell and make your thighs fall away. To this the woman should say, Amen, Amen. Then the priest should write these curses in the book and wash them off into the bitter water. He will then make the woman drink the bitter water that brings a curse, and the water that brings a curse will enter into her and produce bitterness. And the priest should take the grain offering of jealousy from the woman's hand and wave the grain offering back and forth before Jehovah, and he will bring it near the altar. The priest will take a handful of grain offering as a token offering and make it smoke on the altar. And afterwards he will make the woman drink the water. When he makes her drink the water, 
if she has defiled herself and committed an act of unfaithfulness towards her husband, the water that brings a curse will then enter into her and become something bitter, and her abdomen will swell and her thighs will fall away, and the woman will become an object of cursing among her people. However, if the woman has not defiled herself and is clean, she will then be free from such punishment, and she will be able to conceive and produce offspring. This is the law about jealousy, when a woman may go astray and defile herself while under her husband's authority, or in the case of a man who becomes jealous and suspects his wife of unfaithfulness, he should make his wife stand before Jehovah, and the priest must carry out towards her all this law. The man will be free from guilt, but his wife will answer for her guilt. Chapter number 6 Jehovah spoke further to Moses and said, Speak to the Israelites and tell them, If a man or woman takes a special vow to live as a Nazarite to Jehovah, he should keep away from wine and other alcoholic beverages. He should not drink the vinegar of wine or the vinegar of anything alcoholic. He should not drink any liquid made from grapes, nor eat grapes, whether fresh or dried. All the days of his Nazarianship, he should not eat anything made from the grape wine, from the unbright grapes to the skins. All the days of the vow of his Nazarianship, no razor should pass over his head. He is to remain holy by letting the hair of his head grow until the day of his being set apart to Jehovah are completed. He should not approach a dead person during all the days of he all the days he remains separate to Jehovah. Even if his father or his mother or his brother or his sister should die, he may not defile himself because the sign of his Nazareth to his God is upon his head. He is holy to Jehovah all the days of his Nazarethship, but if someone should suddenly die alongside him and he defiles the hair symbolizing his separation to God, he must shave his head on the day he established his purification. He should shave it on the seventh day, and on the eighth day he should bring two turtle doves or two young piggins to the priest at the entrance of the tent of meeting. The priest will prepare one as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering, and make atonement for him for his sin in connection with the dead person. Then he must sanctify his head on that day, and he must separate himself against, again to Jehovah for the days of his Nazarethship, and he will bring a young ram in its first year as a guilt offering. However, the former days will be the former days will go uncounted because he defiled his Nazarenship. Now this is the law about the Nazarite. When he completes the day of his Nazarenship, he will be brought to the entrance of the tent of meeting. There he must present his offering to Jehovah, one sound young ram in its first year as a burnt offering, one sound female lamb in its first year as a sin offering, one sound ram as a communion sacrifice, a basket on unleavened ring-shaped loaves of fine flour mixed with oil, unleavened wafers smeared with oil, and their grain offering and their drink offerings. The priest will present them before Jehovah and will offer up his sin offering and his burnt offering. He will offer the ram as a communion sacrifice to Jehovah along with the baskets of unleavened loaves, and the priest will present its grain offering and its drink offering. The Nazarites must then shave the uncut hair of his head at the entrance of the tent of meeting, and he will take the hairs of his head grown during his Nazarenship and put it on the fire that is under the communion sacrifice. <clears throat> and the priest must take a boiled shoulder from the ram, one unleavened ring-shaped loaves from the basket, and one unleavened wafers, and put them on the palm of the Nazarites after he had had the sign of his Nazarenship shaved off, and the priest must wave them back and forth as a wave offering before Jehovah. It is something holy for the priest, along with the breast of the wave offering and the leg of the contribution. Afterwards, the Nazarites may drink wine. This is the law about the Nazarite 
who makes a wow. If he wows and can afford to make an offering to Jehovah, that is beyond the requirement of his nationship. He must then carry out his wow out of regard for the law of his nationship. Then Jehovah said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons, This is the way you should bless the people of Israel. Say to them, May Jehovah bless you and safeguard you. May Jehovah make his face shine upon you and make he favor you. May Jehovah lift up his face towards you and grant you peace. And they must place my name upon the people of Israel that I may bless them. Chapter number 7 On the day that Moses finished setting up the tabernacle, he anointed it and sanctified it, together with all its furnishments, furnishings, the altar and all its utensils. When he had anointed and sanctified these things, the chieftains of Israel, the heads of their parental houses, made an offering. These chieftains of the tribe who presided over the registration brought before Jehovah their offering of six covered wagons and twelve oxens, a wagon for two chieftains and a bull for each one, and they presented them before the tabernacle. Jehovah said to Moses, Accept, accept these things from them, as they will be used for the service of the tent of meeting, and you should give them to the Levites, to each one as needed for his duties. So Moses accepted the wagons and the cattle and gave them to the Levites. He gave two wagons and four oxen to the sons of Gershon, according to what was needed for their duties. And he gave four wagons and eight oxen to the sons of Mihai, according to what was needed for their duties, under the direction of Itamar, the son of Aaron the priest. But he did not give any to the sons of Kohab, because their duties involved the service of the holy place, and they carried the holy things on their shoulders. Now the chieftains made their presentation at the inauguration of the altar on the day it was anointed. When the chieftains presented their offering before the altar, Jehovah said to Moses, One chieftain each day, one on successive days, will present his offering for the inauguration of the altar. The one who presented his offerings on the first day was Nashon, the son of Aminadab of the tribe of Judah. His offering was one silver dish weighing 130 shekels and one silver bowl weighing 70 shekels by the standard shekel of the holy place. Both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one gold cup weighing 10 shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram and one male lamb in its first year for a burnt offering, one young goat for a sin offering, and for a communion sacrifice two cattle, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs, each a year old. This was the offering of Nashon, the son of Aminadab. On the second day, Nathaniel, the son of Suar, the chieftains of Issachar, made a presentation. He presented as his offering one silver dish weighing 130 shekels and one silver bowl weighing 70 shekels by the standard shekel of the holy place, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one gold cup weighing 10 shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram and one male lamb in its first year for a burnt offering, one young goat for a sin offering, and for a communion sacrifice two cattle, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs, each a year old. This was the offering of Nathaniel, the son of Suar. On the third day, the chieftains of the son of Sibulun, Eliab, the son of Helon, made his offering of one, shev- one silver dish weighing 130 shekels and one silver bowl weighing 70 shekels by the standard shekel of the holy place, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one gold cup weighing ten shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb in its first year for a burnt offering, 
one young goat for a sin offering and for a communion sacrifice, two cattle, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs, each a year old. This was the offering of Eliab, the son of Helon. On the fourth day, the chieftains for the son of Reuben, Elius, Elisur, the son of Shediwa, made his offering for one silver dish weighing 130 shekels and one silver bowl weighing 70 shekels by the standard shekel of the holy place, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one gold cup weighing 10 shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram and one male lamb in its first year for a burnt offering, one young goat for a sin offering, and for a communion sacrifice, two cattle, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs, each a year old. This was the offering of Elisur, the son of Shidiwur. On the fifth day, the chieftains for the sons of Simeon, Shilumiel, the son of Suri Sadi, made his offering of one silver dish weighing 130 shekels and one silver bowl weighing 70 shekels by the standard shekel of the holy place, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one gold cup weighing 10 shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram and one male lamb in its first year for a burnt offering, one young goat for a sin offering, and for a communion sacrifice to cattle, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs, each a year old. This was the offering of Shilumiel, the son of Shurishadi. On the sixth day, the chieftains for the son of Gad, Eliashab, the son of Dewil, made his offering of one silver dish weighing 130 shekels and one silver bowl weighing 70 shekels by the standard shekel of the holy place, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one gold cup weighing ten shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram and one male lamb in its first year for a burnt offering, one young goat for a sin offering, and for a communion sacrifice, two cattle, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs, each a year old. This was the offering of Eliashab, the son of Dewil. On the seventh day, the chieftains of the son of Ephraim, Eliashamah, the son of Amihud, made his offering of one silver dish weighing 130 shekels and one silver bowl weighing 70 shekels by the standard shekel of the holy place, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one gold cup weighing 10 shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram and one male lamb in its first year for a burnt offering, one young goat for a sin offering, and for a communion sacrifice, two cattle, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs, each a year old. This was the offering of Eliashamah, the son of Amihul. On the eighth day, the chieftain for the son of Manasseh, Gamiel, the son of Pedachshur made his offering of one silver dish weighing 130 shekels and one silver bowl weighing 70 shekels by the standard shekel of the holy place, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one gold cup weighing 10 shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram and one male lamb in its first year for a burnt offering, one young goat for a sin offering and for a communion sacrifice, two cattle, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs, each a year old. This was the offering of Gamaliel, son of Pedashur. On the ninth day, the chieftains for the son of Benjamin, Ab Abidan, the son of Gideoni, made his offering of one silver dish weighing 130 shekels and one silver bowl weighing 70 shekels by the standard shekel of the holy place, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one gold cup weighing 10 shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram and one male lamb in its first year for a burnt offering, one young goat for a sin offering and for a communion sacrifice, two cattle, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs, each a year old. <clears throat> this was the offering of Abidan, the son of Gideoni. 
On the tenth day, the chieftains for the son of Dan, Ahiezer, the son of Amishadai, made his offering of one silver dish weighing 130 shekels and one silver bowl weighing 70 shekels by the standard shekel of the holy place, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one gold cup weighing 10 shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram and one male lamb in its first year for a burnt offering, one young goat for a sin offering, and for a communion sacrifice, two cattle, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs each a year old. This was the offering of Ahiesia, the son of Amishadai. On the eleventh day, the chieftain for the son of Asher, Pagiel, the son of Ohan, made his offering of one silver dish weighing 130 shekels and one silver bowl weighing 70 shekels by the standard circle of the holy place, both of them full of fine flour, mixed with oil for a grain offering, one gold cup weighing ten shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb in his first year for a burnt offering, one young goat for a sin offering, and for a communion sacrifice, two cattle, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs, each a year old. This was the offering of Pagiel, the son of Oshan. On the twelfth day, the chieftain for the son of Naphtali, Ahira, the son of Enan, made his offering of one silver dish weighing 130 shekels and one silver bowl weighing 70 shekels by the standard shekel of the holy place, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one gold cup weighing 10 shekels full of incense, one young bull on ram and one male lamb in his first year for a burnt offering, one young goat for a sin offering, and for a communion sacrifice, two cattle, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs, each a year old. This was the offering of Ahira, the son of Enan. This was the inauguration offering of the altar from the chieftains of Israel when it was anointed. Twelve silver dishes, twelve silver bowls, twelve gold cups, each silver dish weighing 130 shekels and each bowl weighing 70 shekels, all the silver of the vessels amounting to 2,400 shekels by the standard shekel of the holy place, the twelve gold cups full of incense, each weighed 10 shekels by the standard shekel of the holy place, all the gold of the cups amounted to 120 shekels. All the cattle for the burnt offering were 12 bulls, 12 rams, 12 male lambs each a year old and their grain offerings, and twelve young goats for a sin offering. And all the cattle of the communion sacrifice amounted to twenty-four bulls, sixty rams, sixty male goats, and sixty male lambs each a year old. This was the inauguration offering of the altar after it was anointed. Whenever Moses went into the tent of meeting to speak with God, he would hear the voice conversing with him from above the cover of the Ark of the Testimony, from between the two cherubs, and God would speak to him. So, this is Kenneth Anderson signing off. It's the 12th of December 2022. The time is 21.08, and it is Monday. Bye.